Well, good morning, everyone. Well, someone wet, uh, let winter out of its cage yesterday, huh? <laughs> After we had it locked up for a month and a half. Um, you know, I think, I think most of you know that I had lived the past 22 years in Colorado. So this will be my first winter and Christmas after moving back home to North Dakota this summer. You know, I've never been able, I've never been able to spend Christmas at home since I've been a priest. You know, diocesan priests don't get Christmas off, of course. So it was, it was really impossible for me to, to make it back from Colorado. But this year is different. I will be able to simply drive back to Esmond after Mass on Christmas Day and spend it with my family. And I am so grateful for that. And it made me think, um, you know, go through some memories of mine. You know, as I reflect on, on my plans to go home that day, it made me think back to the Christmas of 2017. So that was six years ago. That was a year, the year before I was ordained a priest. And until this year, that was the last time I was able to come home and spend the holidays with my dad on the farm. And you know, I made sure to really take it all in because I realized that it could very well have been my last Christmas home. And one thing I, I remember vividly about that 2017 Christmas was the temperature. <laughs> it, was, it was minus 35. 35 below just air temp without any windshield. Um, and you know what? I decided to go for a walk. <laughs> really, <laughs> just to say that I did it. And uh, you know, our, our farm by Esmond there, it's got a long driveway that goes out to the township road. It's a low maintenance township road that runs by. And so I, I put on every piece of clothing that I could find and, uh, and I went for a walk. <laughs> and I, yeah, I took my dog with my dad, had adopted my dog and so we went for this walk out in 35 below weather. But here's the thing, it was, there was not a cloud in the sky. It was completely cloudless and the sun was just bright. And I went out in the middle of the day when the sun was at its highest. You know, in those, those winter days, it's just so bright and there was, there was no wind, not any wind that day. So I'm walking out in the, that township road, just desolate and I'm looking around and it's just, just flat and just treeless countryside covered in snow. We had a lot of snow that, that year. And the heart, the, you know, the snow was so hard and frozen that you could, you could walk right on top of it. You know, it'd be three foot banks. You could walk on top of the snow. You wouldn't break through. And it was just this deafening silence that day without the wind. And, uh, you know, as you're walking on that snow, it's just piercing loud. <laughs> it's the crunch and crunch. And uh, it made me think that, you know, any animal within two miles could hear hear me walking in, in that snow, the crunching of it. 
But, but as I looked around and scanned around, you know, there was no sign of life anywhere. Anywhere. It was just desolate. And it, it was like a dangerous wilderness. It, you know, this, like a frozen desert, it made me think. You know, imagine being lost and stranded in that. No way to contact anyone. And then hearing a voice cry out in the wilderness. What if it was my voice? Is what I was thinking as I was taking that walk. You know, this memory came to me as I was thinking about today's gospel. The second week of Advent, the church always gives us the story of John the Baptist crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. You know, the desert in Israel at that time, well, now too, I mean, it was a a hostile place. Uh, Hot in the day, freezing cold at night, wild animals, they come out looking for food at sundown and, you know, sometimes people are food. What makes a wilderness a wilderness? You know, well, I think a wilderness really is a wilderness when it's unfamiliar. You know, it can be dangerous and it's got its own rules. And the frozen tundra of North Dakota can be a wilderness for some people. But it's what I grew up with. You know, a wilderness feels frightening when we can't control it when we feel very small within it. And from this kind of country is where John the Baptist came, fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy, a voice of hope crying out in the wilderness. John announced the coming of the Messiah, our Jesus, as the one who would tame the wilderness. He would would transform all that was dangerous and inhospitable and wrong about life. He would turn it into soft pasture lands where even sheep graze safely. But you know, these are only images, of course, metaphors. You know, Jesus was not going to, to bring hundreds of pieces of heavy machinery or even use his miraculous power to to level the mountains and fill the valleys. Jesus, he let the Judean desert be, you know, he let it to remain a desert. The wilderness on his mind was the rugged wasteland that life can sometimes be for us. This is what he came to tame to put in its place, to rightly order again. You know, what does the Messiah bring to a fearful place? A place, you know, that no longer feels like home. Well, Jesus brings hope. And hope dissolves fear. The Father, the Heavenly Father, His his care for us is constant. 
You know, we are loved no matter how our world and lives might change. So my friends, we can have confidence. Even if we lose a job or get sick or miss our friends, Jesus is there. St. Paul, he, he reminds us of, of that in his letter to the Romans. He says that no creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus comes to comfort us with the assurance that, that all is known and all and understood by our loving and generous God. There's no situation or circumstance we can face that is beyond the ability of God to sustain us. Comfort. Give comfort to my people. That is the message of our Lord from the prophet Isaiah in our first reading. And this should give us an abundance of confidence and joy as well. My friends, what you have, what you and I have in Christ, it's a secret to a lot of people, but it's hidden in plain sight. It's ours for the taking. Jesus' resurrection is the antidote to all darkness, all sadness, and all fear. Even death has no power to bully us. Jesus rose from the dead, and so will we. Isaiah, he says, he says, like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he carries the lambs. You and I are the lambs, brothers and sisters. And through Christ, we have victory over death. So I invite you to, and I invite you to use this, this second Sunday of Advent to believe more deeply in your Christian faith. You know, imagine being in the, the peaceful company of Jesus and then bring that peace into the next thing. You know, a friend of mine would, would always say this. He would say, send God in first. <laughs> That's what he'd say when talking about something he was, he was anxious or fearful about. And when we come to prayer, and especially to the Eucharist, we come to where God already is. You know, this is the, the reservoir of love and hope where we can get our priorities back in order. Church is the green pasture where Christ our shepherd oversees everything. Faith is the virtue that transforms the wilderness in our hearts. Christ is always the peace that brings calm. So stay close to him, brothers and sisters. He is the way, the truth, and the life, no matter how scary the wilderness might be. Amen.